You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. You bring up the Jameson Williams, Christian Watson. Like It's kind of a good segue to where we kind of want to go with this. Is like Vikings pick at number 20. Well, they're 24, but they technically pick 23 because the Dolphins have to forfeit their pick, right? So they have the 24th pick in the draft, but they pick they have the 23rd pick in the draft. Yeah. They have four picks in the draft. And like they're going to get some compensatory picks. Um but because of the trades that they made and because of the swings that they made, and, and I actually kind of like the way that Quasi talked about the draft last year. Like you, you almost take it as like a year one, year two thing, like a red shirt year. And like our draft class is going to hit its peak next year. Like that's what they said with these 10 picks or whatever they had last year. But early returns on that draft class are pretty abysmal. And mm-hmm. that's kind of unfair because of the injury bug and, Lewis seen breaking his leg and Caleb Evans getting a bunch of concussions, Andrew Booth, not being able to stay on the field. Uh, but the fact of the matter is if you were trying to develop those guys, um, you lost a year of, of that. Um, so they only have four picks in this draft, partially because they've traded a couple, they've made a couple in, in season trades, TJ Hawkinson, obviously the biggest one. Um, but also because they used some draft capital last year or this year or from this year's draft in last year's yes, draft. Yes. Yeah. Um, four picks, um, which makes the first round pick huge. Number 23, mm-hmm. I think kind of trying to close the loop on the Cousins thing. Like if you don't sign Cousins long term and you know he is going to expire at the end of this year, presumably you will know that this is a complete rabbit hole. So bear with me. Presumably you will know that before the draft. A perfect scenario for the Vikings then would be one of the quarterbacks fall to 23 yeah, yeah. and you take them. If you know, Kirk cousins is not getting, is going to just be a lame duck quarterback this year, finish it out. You take the quarterback. Um, the problem is Anthony Richardson. I think he was the name that a lot of people were floating. Yeah. That guy's going to shoot a draft for us. He just is like, he is yeah. the type, uh, type of quarterback. He's throwing at the combine this week. If he throws well, he's going to just rock it up boards. He's, he is like, you could not create a player in Madden to look like a quarterback more than Anthony Richardson looks yeah. like a quarterback. He's a specimen. That guy's not going to be there at 23. You're probably going to have to trade up for him if, if you want him. Uh, same with Will Levis. He has like kind of the big arm. And then obviously CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, like they're not going to be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in a perfect world, if you're not extending cousins, Anthony Richardson's there at 23, you just take him. He's not going to be there. Who should the Vikings take at 23 then, Tom, if if they don't make moves to to go up in the draft? And it's kind of hard to see them trading up when they don't have any capital this year. They don't have a second-round pick to move up in the draft. Are they really going to pick from next year's draft picks to, to move up in this draft? And 
you know, who, who does that look like? You know, what person or player are you targeting that you're willing to move up in this draft? I don't see it happening. I, I see a, a yeah. trade back maybe more likely than a trade up, but it's always hard to forecast trades. So if they stay at 23, what position are you looking at? Because yes. quarterback's not going to be an option, I don't think. Yeah, two quick things. First of all, it would be very funny. We know that Chicago's shopping the number one pick. Oh. It would be very funny if Quasi's first like, three dramatic moves are trading down with Detroit, trading down with Green I Bay, and trading up with Chicago. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? They fall for Anthony Richardson at this draft. He's going to be the – he's he, everyone's yeah. saying, oh, my God, he's the consensus yes. number one now. Quasi says we're trading everyone. We're trading yeah. the whole draft. We're going to go get him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, the problem is you have to like trade from your roster. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, like Hawkinson or so. I don't know what it would be. I, also, Hawkinson would be like, what the hell? Like I was in Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago. But um, it would just be very funny if he did that. And at some point, you're like, crazy, stop. Like trade with the team in the AFC. <laughs> but, 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 you know, the other thing is no one wants to hear this, but it's like if you want more than five picks, I'm making an assumption here. They're getting something for Conklin. Although, again, I don't really know how that's calculated. And I guess that's not guaranteed. But um, if you want more than four to five picks, like the first rounder is how you get more, right? as you move down the yeah. board obviously they're less valuable um having said that if they stick there and i was just looking at what other people have right so this is again not comprehensive but um matt miller with espn had drew sanders and, and inside linebacker from arkansas which i actually think is really interesting um mcshay is jordan addison receiver from usc although on most mock drafts i don't see him getting down to 23 yeah. and then when it's like kuiper pff cbs and the athletic um Everyone but CBS has, I think it's Deontay Banks or something. This is a, a cornerback. And then mm -hmm. CBS had like Kylie Ringo. Again, I need to be more familiar with the draft prospect. But like basically there is a consensus, right? They're going with corner. I guess I'm going against the consensus here for this reason. And it's literally just because one of our writers wrote about it. Um, it's, a, it's a post on our site saying like our corner is still worth um, premium picks. Uh if you look at like the Eagles, the Niners, the Patriots, they have not used a lot of draft capital on cornerback and they've been able to put it together. Now you could go like, well, that Darius Slate trade, for example, was great for Philadelphia or whatever. You know, teams have to get lucky in some sense or have to be savvy in order to put this together. But when you look at three teams like that, um, I don't know. Think of the Vikings draft history, right? Given how much capital they spend on corner, um, how is it that they're in this position? And it, and again, it's a different regime. And and but you had a guy, Mike Zimmer, who knew cornerbacks, right? That was the position he coached coming up. I think it was still his area of expertise. Um, it seemed like he leaned on his son a little bit for like linebackers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, like he really, really knew cornerbacks. And um uh and so I think I'm just like, I don't, I actually don't see him taking corner. Like, I think it's more interesting if a receiver falls to you do at this point, do you take him right and go, 
Jordan Addison, let's hope you become the the receiver too, or at least a supplement in some ways to to Hawkinson and obviously Jefferson. And the Drew Sanders one is interesting um, just because I think linebackers getting overlooked here. Like they're not going back with Jordan Hicks, I don't think. You essentially have to replace Anthony Barr. We're talking about Eric Kendricks going out the door, right? And so I think Osmo is great. He's one guy, a very young athletic you know, mm-hmm. linebacker. And I actually think there's some sense. I think it might kind of boggle the mind to some people where you're like, well, you need the receiver and, you know, you need help on the offensive line and, you know, in the interior and you need, uh, you know, I actually think linebackers are so, so important in the NFL. Right. And it, it's kind of like the bar pick, you know, like I think people remember this, but it's like people were pining for like Jan- Johnny Menzel. Right. At yeah. the time. And when they were like Anthony Barr, the guy that was like a running back who converted a linebacker at UCLA. Brilliant pick. I yeah. whatever. I mean, I understand people at, some point got frustrated that he got hurt and i think he was underappreciated because it was more again he's like the quarterback of the defense and that like i think he did a lot of things before the snap that is meaningful um and occasionally maybe got burned because someone else didn't do their job or whatever Mm -hmm. but um i actually think like linebacker makes a lot of sense i just don't think the talented receivers will drop to you and i'd actually rather gamble kind of in the second and third round on someone with that um, also you just have different expectations for Hawkinson if he's making like 60 million or whatever. And I just don't love the idea of corner. I understand how much of a need that is, but I just don't, A, I don't think that guy steps in and it's the cornerback one. And two, I actually think that's more like you've taken maybe a couple in the draft and hoping one of those guys kind of steps up. I mean, as, as frustrating as people, as dancer can be like, you want the dancer level talent with, with a yeah. you know, different mindset or whatever. And you can do that later in the draft. Yeah. I, I, I think corner is the most logical pick like because like everyone's like oh they stunk at corner last year you got to replenish that that cabinet but i'm with you like i would wait i've also heard and read that this is is supposedly a deep cornerback class Mm -hmm. so you can you can hit on guys later in, in in the draft um you don't necessarily need to obviously there's there's the example of sauce Gardner, right? Like he instantly comes in. He's, he's a top pick in last year's draft and becomes one of the best corners in the, in the entire league. Um, but it, that's not always a guarantee. Um, you, you don't just automatically draft a corner in the first round. And, and then, then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're tip top of the league and in, in, at the position. Um, another example would be like Tariq Woolen. You know, he, he's a guy who, the Seahawks took later in the draft and, and he's someone who developed into not as good as sauce Gardner, but a a very, very impactful cornerback right away. Um, And then they got him in the mid round. So you don't have to force corner. Um, I guess if a top guy falls to you or a guy you have rated really highly on your board, you just kind of go ahead and do it. I like your in, your 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 pitch for an inside linebacker um, because I think they are going to release Eric Kendricks. I think there's a chance they release Jordan Hicks as well. Um, it, it's not a sexy pick by any means, but I think in a defense in the NFL, like edge rushers are important, cornerbacks are important, but like the the importance of linebackers kind of fly under the radar with everything they can do. Um, and and you look at some of the top flight linebackers across the league. Um, their their household names for a reason because they're they're that impactful. I land on on still receiver, and I think I'm always just going to be kind of biased to the offense. It's more fun to talk about. Um, you know, personalities are generally like mm-hmm. 
more fun to cover, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball compared to the defense. But, but all I, I, you know, not my personal feelings on, on how we get to cover this team moving forward, notwithstanding, like, I think the smartest move would be to find a compliment for Justin Jefferson moving forward. I get that TJ Hawkinson is, is part of that equation. Um, and, and, and we've talked about that at length on this podcast, that he is the number two receiver on the team, even though he plays tight end, there's value there. When, when, when you pay a tight end, their cap hit relative to number two receivers across the league is generally lower. Um, if you pay a top, a top flight tight end costs X amount of dollars. And generally that's lower than a number two receiver. Mm-hmm. So I get that. <clears throat> I still want to find someone to compliment Justin Jefferson on the opposite side of the field. Um, Adam Thielen's best days are behind him. He might still be with the team, but he's, he's only getting worse. He's in the decline. Um, KJ Osborne. Cool story. I just think a limited ceiling. Um, or at least don't bank on him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, too. yeah. <clears throat> but if someone like, Jordan Addison's there, and, and I've looked at mock drafts, um, and, and a lot can change at the combine, obviously, and at pro days. Um, not sure he'll make it there. If he does, just just do it. Pull the trigger. Go ahead. Um, I've, I've seen guys like Zay Flowers out of Boston College, Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Um, if any of these talented receivers are there, I'd probably just go there with, with 23 um, and, and try and be creative with how you fill out the defense. Um, hope that Brian Flores makes an impact and is able to get more out of out of the guys that are already in place. Hope that Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth, Caleb Evans, Brian Osmo, all the defensive players you picked last year um, under the guise of like, we're going to develop them this year and they're going to be impactful next year. Um, hope that that thought process works out. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't know. I I always fall in love with some sort of player at the combine too. So I'm sure there's going to be someone that pops out and I'm like, Oh, he runs fast. They should take him. Um, doesn't take much to impress me as, as a draft analyst. Um, but yeah, I, I think in, in this league right now with how impactful receivers can be. Um, and, you know, frankly, if you, if you commit to cousins long-term having another receiver helps, if you commit to a succession plan next year, having another receiver helps, um, it, it's all about insulating the team with, with, with people and players that are going to help for success down the road. I think a receiver kind of helps with that the most.